0: Welcome to the podcast of ideas. I'm Rob Lyons. Anyone living in the UK will have felt the rise over the past few years of a bureaucratic attitude from another state. Our behaviour is micromanaged more and more, with fixed penalty notices or worse for those who break the rules, from dropping litter to smoking in cars with children. Anyone working with vulnerable adults or children is expected to be vetted. At every turn, we seem to be subject to ever greater administrative burdens as our motives or habits are questioned. A new book, *Officious: The Rise of the Busybody State, shines a light on these trends and asks how they have come about. The author is Josie Appleton, director of the Manifesto Club, a group which campaigns for freedom in everyday life. Earlier this week I was joined by Josie via Skype to discuss the book. First I asked, what is the busybody state?
1: Well, I think that um, a number of people, a number of people have recognised as a new kind of state reg- regulation today, which is quite different to that of the past. Um, and people might have called it the nanny state, or you know, some people call it say it's a kind of new fascist state or whatever. Um, but I think, in a way, the, they, they don't really describe the nature of that regulation very well. I mean, the nanny is sort of a caring figure, which sort of harks back to the welfare state or, or, or whatever. Um, but I think that, and it's not really uh, a fascist state either in terms of. Um, in terms of stamping state authority on society. I think really what you're seeing is that that kind of poking and prying and prodding, um, which you you exceed with the busybody. So the person peering out from their curtains, watching what everyone's doing, and basically saying, oh, they shouldn't be doing this, they shouldn't be doing that. Um, And just that kind of move of state authority into the space of civic life, kind of podding and poking and disapproving, which I think is is quite a new dynamic, and I think thats that that really gives state regulation its its character, which is um which is quite different to, to past regulation in terms of being pretty irrational in many cases uh, you know, it's very difficult to to see the reason for a lot of the new rules um and very much kind of set against whatever it happens to be people are doing, so you know if you go and play music in a town center, then you'll get someone coming up to you if you hand out leaflets if you do a charity collection it's almost like whatever it is you do there'll be someone there saying oh you move your stall or you shouldn't have shouldn't do this you should have a license so it's more just that that kind of negative uh, negation of, of of civic freedom that i think is really the the kind of content of the new state regulation rather than having any kind of um kind of positive
0: form how does that compare to the sort of bureaucracy of the past i mean we, we know that bureaucracies can be a bit self-reinforcing self-propagating and there's plenty of examples both in the UK and around the world for example i remember this this is an item on that's life the consumer program years ago and it was it was the jo- it was like the jobsworth award and there'd be some official who's like denied somebody something because it's more than my job's worth. so there's always there's, there's always been that sort of element of you know i i've i've got my my stamp and I'm, I stamp things, and I'm, know, yeah, I'm going to use that power. But, but this is, this seems to be something qualitatively different.
1: Yeah, and no, I think that's, that's absolutely right. And it has been always a, a characteristic of officialdom that they kind of set themselves up above, above everybody. They've got their special badges, their special procedures, and that in some ways these seem to be quite alien to, to. to to, to normal life and you have to kind of jump through hoops and that kind of thing. I think you very much see that um, in, in countries that have a very traditional bureaucracy today like, like France. Um, but I think that what, what you see in England is almost like, like the kind of bureaucratic method, um, let loose. Um, so it's not, it's not actually a kind of formalised system. You know, almost everything that, that Max Weber, when he talks about bureaucracy, everything that he says about it is now kind of unravelling in the new, the kind of new formalism, you know, so all the kind of stuff about, uh, you know, hierarchies, uh, lines of command, you know, very strict discipline about procedures, that kind of thing. You know, that that's really kind of unraveling now with the busybody state. And instead, you kind of see uh, officials that that will have powers, but no one really knows who they are, um, and no one really knows what the procedures are. But almost just they've 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 just got a badge um, and and a kind of license to go out and 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 get people and you know that sort of thing would would never have happened and it's very much the uh, the unraveling of the busybody is really about the unraveling of the bureaucratic state in many ways it's it's the, the principle of bureaucracy but kind of let 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 loose in this kind of wild manner and so you have all these kind of docu- policy people call them policy documents but you read them and they make absolutely no sense whatsoever um not even on their own terms you know they'll kind of change all the time and um you know so policies about um, way well, you know how you can take photos at a children's event for example they'll say things like oh you can only take photos above the shoulders or only your own child only at the the end of the event or whatever have all these kind of procedures and formal rules and really the, the rules don't have any substance in themselves all they do is say that you shouldn't take photos any old how you shouldn't use your own judgment there shouldn't be a free taking of photos it's the sheer fact of regulation which is kind of endowed with this kind of meaning, and that's really what the the, the new red tape is really about. Is about um, meaning that that, that that the unregulated areas of life are subjected to for formalism, to for rules, um, but but without those rules having any kind of kind of logic.
0: In the book, you talk about this this bureaucracy bureaucracy without authority or bureaucracy that doesn't really flow from authority or to reinforce authority. Can you explain what you meant by that?
1: Um, well, it it's, it doesn't um, it doesn't flow for from social authority, um, in the sense that, that that the new rules or procedures don't represent any particular class or any particular social interest, um, which is quite different to, for example, in the nineteenth century when there were laws banning a lot of the working class habits, gambling, cockfighting, and there, you know very clearly class motivated laws. Um, and that's not the case now. I think that really it, it, you can't say that the the new busybodies represent this section of society or that social interest. Um, it's very much kind of above um, above social interests and turned against turned against civil society as a whole. You know, all classes, all sections of society. So I think that uh, and really um, the kind of whole question of social authority. So one of the things I said in the book was that you had a shift from people who had social authority but no powers. So, for example, um, in a park, you had a park keeper or on a bus, uh, ticket collector, people who essentially were doing a job in public space and they didn't have any powers, but they performed a a sort of public function of, you know, looking after kids and telling them off and um, keeping a certain order. And I think there's been a shift from people who who had authority but no powers to people who have powers but no authority. So you have wardens now and people are being fined by someone they're like who are you where, where you come from what, what who do you represent it's they, they basically don't know who this person is They say you know i want a proper police officer it, it it's a kind of um it's a new sort of uh, official that doesn't people don't recognize them because they don't come from any section of society or any kind of established system whether that's actually from the state itself or or, or from a social group
0: Right. Uh, So there's a kind of like
1: facelessness about about the new officials.
0: So how could this come about? How could this be allowed to come about? If you like, the state has kind of let these people, you know, off into the world. I mean, people are disgruntled about it, but nothing ever really seems to happen. I mean, obviously, you've done some. Good stuff with the Manifesto Club in terms of uh, getting people together on this. But in general, people sort of begrudgingly accept it. So how did it so what, what why did the state do this and, and why are we not more angry about it?
1: Um I think well there are instances of people being angry. There's a great genre of video videos on YouTube of people who are being fined. You know, a woman who's allegedly been fined for for, for dog poo in the park is basically saying, Show me the dog poo, show me the dog poo. It goes on for like 15 minutes. Um and the warden can't show her because it doesn't exist because he's essentially um finding her to, for the sake of finding her so i mean there there are there is a genre of people in these kind of contests um with wardens who are trying to find them or trying to stop them busking or stop them cycling so people kind of instinctively i think kick back in that way but i think there is also a, a thing i mean in terms of where it comes from i think there's a there's a driver from within the state and also a driver within civil society. Um, so within the within the state, I think it's really the form that is taken by the loss of of coherence of institutions. So uh, you know, the kind of very tight institutional cultures that used to have in in um, English institutions, British institutions. Um, and that kind of merging of institutions into this sort of faceless officialdom um, that doesn't really have the kind of character or the public mission. Um, and the detachment of those from from the public, but I think from the point of civil society, it's almost a way in which um, people like there is definitely a, a pub, certain public support for for these these new officials, and there are often people who often say, "Oh, we need people like that finding the young kids who shout out the back or whatever." There's a kind of a way in which civil society has 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 problems performing that that kind of self regulation function that it always. Performed and that and really only can be performed by, by 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 members of the public. And so, in a way, there's a kind of new um, mediation that goes through the state. So, if the kids are being are being rowdy at the back, then you call the council. The council says, keep an antisocial behaviour diary. You take photos. You report them to the council. The council issues an antisocial behaviour notice or contract to the child, saying you must not shout. And you know, basically, it's kind of something that's actually very normal and quite quite a simple um, exercise thing that was exercised by, by civil society, you know, stop shouting or whatever it was, now gets mediated through state authority and there's a kind of way in which it, state, the state starts to become the bearer of, of what the public is and what the civic is. And so I think that's another feature of the busybody state is that kind of enmeshment of the, of the state into everyday in, interactions and, and kind of people talk to each other through the state authority um, rather than kind of directly
0: If we're all so kind of alienated from one another, it certainly feels that way sometimes, and there's this constant turn to the state to sort things out. What's to be done? Because obviously some of this is extremely egregious, the way that these officials behave. The the burdens that they put upon society by forcing us to jump through all these hoops to... Fit in with some arbitrary rules. What, what you know, what can we do about that? To, to stop that, but it's about irritating at the individual level, and also it is, is a burden on society. Is you know, it? know it, it slows society down from what doing whatever society should be getting on with.
1: No, absolutely. And I think that's um, in a way, we have to pay. Society has to pay for the privilege of its own suppression. In a way, so you have to, you have to pay to to, to get your busking license or to undergo the training course. Child protection training course, or you know, I think that it, you you have to kind of the, the there's a kind of licensing of of, of activity. Your so, society is sold back to itself the license to to act, and so no, it has a particularly kind of parasitic relationship with with civil society. And I think that's the that's the thing that that, that is the task to to politicize that. I think the way, the way people experience it now is is either as individuals, you know, they're receiving an unfair fine or being stopped from doing something, you know, or as a sectional group, so they feel that dog walkers are being targeted and actually this other group should be targeted. And I think that really what we need to do is to draw together the dots so that the experiences of individuals and of of groups um, are seen as actually something of a bigger principle, which is the line between state and society, civil society and, and, and state, you know, which was always very clearly drawn line in England in terms of the idea of limited power, you know, the kind of, kind of classic thing, in Dicey's um, work on the, constitu- the English constitution, which is always, um, you know, you, in England, you can do anything you like, as long as it's not prohibited. Anything that's not explicitly prohibited is allowed. Whereas I think now you've moved to the situation where anything that's not specifically allowed is prohibited. And so I think that that kind of, the, 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 we need to politicise that, that, that line between the state authority and a civil society and Um, and and establish the principle that state power should be limited that it should follow rational rational lines of 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 control and command that crimes should be stated properly and if there's no crime written in law then it it shouldn't it's not an offense Um, and they should involve acts of public harm not something that someone might not like somewhere and I think just really to repoliticise that boundary um, but to make that Uh, a question of principle and so kind of universalize i suppose the the quite fragmented experiences that the individuals or groups might have in terms of their tussles with a particular officer and kind of say that there's actually a principle at stake which joins all these and that you know and that would that that has kind of implications for everybody um which is not necessarily an easy thing to do but i think that's the that's the only way of, of challenging these these trends and this new kind of form of pernicious regu- form of, of intrusive regulation
0: well I, I i can highly recommend the book it's called officious the rise of the busy busy state i hope it uh, does very well josie appleton thank you very much indeed thank you for listening to this edition of the podcast of ideas if you'd like to hear more of our podcasts or subscribe to them visit instituteofideas.com forward slash podcast